0: Hello, I'm Joshua. And hi, I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We
1: are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence?
0: On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart hello mary hi joshua boy this has been so fun these last couple of weeks and the weeks few couple of weeks to come talking about the uh, orlando international fringe festival happening may 16th the 29th uh, over in Lock Haven park and other several uh, uh, venues around it's been so cool to talk to these directors and producers and, and actors
1: performers. yes they're so excited about what they're bringing to the audiences to orlando it's one of my favorite times of the year.
0: It's been such great energy too, just to uh, to hear them talk about the freshness of of their ideas and what they're bringing to the stage, and 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 just the light in their eyes as they're yes. talking about their baby, you their know, their
1: passion <laughs> and how well supported they feel from those who are running the franchise. I know
0: it's so very cool. We only we want to get right into our first guest because there's so much to talk about. So. Who do we have today,
1: Mary? We're very excited. Speaking of those who run the Fringe Festival, today we have the executive producer of the Fringe Festival, Michael Marinaccio. We love having Michael on our show. Before we even started, he was our first guest that we began, yeah. like our makeshift little studio in your yeah. office remember? with our
2: iPhones here,
1: here, <laughs> and, and has stayed our friend and with us all the way. Hi, Michael.
2: Hi. I totally remember that. Yeah. How could you forget it? Right. <laughs> that was great. Over at the um, the old uh, the the the, the Church over there on um, Lake Ivanhoe. Lake Ivanhoe, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. And we even had a little performance. Remember, what, 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 I forgot That's his name, right. but it came out uh, on the
2: Viet Nguyen. It was yes. yeah,
0: something
2: from his uh, show. His one-man show. Too. Is he
1: back again this year?
2: Uh, Viet is not in the festival this year. He didn't apply. He needed to take a year off. I think he went touring last year. Ah. So. Um, Such yeah, an
1: artist. Takes... I loved his work, and what I loved mostly was seeing how you worked with him and how you wrapped your arms around him and worked with the talent that he brought, and then to get to know you better, seeing that that's what you do with all your artists. You're not just a producer. You're also like a big brother to everyone there.
2: Oh, well, that's very sweet. I, I, I wish I could be that to all the artists. We do have 165 different producing artists and over 2,000 artists here. So, oh my gosh. Wow. Is this it the is largest? It's a, a little challenging, to, to but, I, but I certainly uh, try to be is this as your supportive largest? as possible
1: your largest art uh, fringe festival so far
2: uh this is our largest fringe festival so far yes we uh we last year we talked about 153 shows was our and it was a record for our 25th year and this year we've grown even more
1: but we have more venues now
2: we do we added a new venue at the junior achievement business center just across um the street from uh the fringe lawn uh sort of uh, adjacent to the Science Center parking garage just next to the Manello. Wow. Uh, it's our new white venue, uh, so a new small venue that's festival managed. And then we also added an independent venue uh, outside of the park, and that is Breakthrough Theater of Winter Park.
1: Wow, congratulations. Well, for people listening who might not know what Fringe is, go ahead and give that brief overview again of what the Fringe Festival is in Orlando.
2: Sure. Uh, Fringe festivals uh, throughout the world are uh, multi-genre performing arts festivals. Uh, They are all independently produced work. So what we've got is uh, artists that completely control their own content and are self-producing, and we just facilitate it and give them a large umbrella to do it in. Um, It's every type of performance that anyone could possibly want, uh, from stand-up to... Uh, poetry to puppetry and theater, dance, musicals, children, adults. um, You name it, we've got it.
0: And what's your role specifically, Michael?
2: So my role as festival producer is uh, to uh, be the the go-between with the artists and all of our staff and making sure that they're taken care of and supportive. I oversee all technical um, productions, our technical director, and and all of... um, our venue techs, because we provide them with uh, technicians for their shows. Uh, I oversee our kids' fringe elements, uh, which is free and open to the public on the weekends during the festival, um, uh, kids' arts and crafts and performances, our visual fringe, which is uh, our, our, our alive, uh, the, the art that's displayed here and is for sale, uh, 100% of the proceeds, just like the ticketed um, performances, go back to the artists. Uh, and we added, we're adding some new programming this year, um, and so I, I kind of oversee all of anything that that goes on stage, anything that performs in front of an audience. Now, what is do you mean, my realm?
1: New programming this year.
2: So we do have a new um, uh, a new program that we're working on. Um, we just added our Teen Fringe a couple of years ago, oh, and that's cool. growing, um, where we do one acts uh, by the high schools uh, that are the top uh... placing high schools in district competitions for district three and five uh... but this year we're adding a new program uh... that is a collaboration with quest inc which is they have homes for adults with developmental disabilities and what we're doing is three days of performances um, during the day outside of the fringe hours so they're getting their own fringe experience here um, and international shows performing for them uh... including um... Uh, are uh, from uh, Kentucky, uh, Cody Clark, who's an autistic magician. So, giving them an opportunity to see people like them performing, and then see shows that they would really love. Uh, and it's and it's uh, we're we're providing the venues uh, free, uh, and um, and so it's a, a really exciting thing to bring uh, a new element to the festival you know our our goal is always to be super accessible accessible to everyone and every community and uh this is a community we haven't reached out to yet so this is uh super
1: that's beautiful how did that come about
2: uh i have a friend who got a job with quest inc uh in the arts um program and and we started talking about it and Um, we just got the ball rolling and made it happen.
0: That's beautiful. Congratulations. That is amazing. And I saw you that morning at the Quest breakfast, and I'm so glad that you guys have been able to make it work. That's really incredible.
2: Yes, I remember. Yes, seeing you there. That was great.
0: So, so talk to us about how do we buy tickets to come see shows because there's a button and then there's individual tickets per shows. Just kind of walk us through what that experience is like, Michael.
2: Sure. The first thing that an audience member needs to do when they get here is to purchase a $10 fringe button. That button is sort of like your pass to the, to the fair, your entrance fee. Um, and that
1: $10 goes towards what?
2: That $10 goes towards supporting the Fringe Festival. We are not-for-profits, uh, 501c3 arts organization, and that goes to support us uh, and, and everything that we do. That's great. Um And then with that $10 button, it's a one-time purchase. You have it for the entire two weeks of the festival, and then you can go purchase tickets to shows and see the shows. And uh, Maximum ticket price is $12. We have lots of free shows we have a $1 show. We have some $5 shows. How many so shows
1: do you have this year?
2: hundred and sixty-five of them. Wow. And how many yeah.
1: venues again?
2: Uh, so we've got uh, 12 festival-managed venues, four official bring-your-own venues, independent venues, uh, and then various other locations for our site-specific shows.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and there's also a beer tent, right? The famous beer tent?
2: Absolutely. The beer tent is where, you know, artists and patrons and volunteers and staff members and everybody from the community can, can mingle live music on the outdoor stage all the time. There's food vendors uh, all around. We've got a a lot of new exciting uh really good food uh Thai food on the lawn this year. I'm am mm. really excited about. Um so yeah, it's a it's a it's a great place to gather.
1: I know it was called the beer tent because when you first started it was literally a tent where you sold beer out of when it was over on Church Street area. Yes. But now it's a great big part of the lawn that sort of um
2: yeah, we, we, we still call the whole lawn area the, the beer, beer tent. tent which there, is a great thing, yeah. tent, There is a tent, so that mm-hmm. it rains, you can hang out under there. And, and there's the usually theater. free
1: music <laughs> out there, too, if I remember yes. correctly, the stage that you have there.
2: Oh, yeah, live local bands. We've got festivals within the festival mm-hmm. out there, Swamp Sister La La, which is all, all uh, female acoustic magi- uh, musicians. Wow. Um uh, the jam bando, which is all jam bands. We have our uh, literary um, day, which is you know poetry and 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 literary work, and, and so it's a, uh, we have hip hop day, and you know.
1: What uh, I love about the bear tent area is that it's real community, and people will walk by, handing out flyers to their show, and so willingly tell you about their show and ask you what's good, and strangers talk to strangers, and are friends by the end of the conversation of what they've liked and why, and. It's a real place of community continuing.
2: Yeah, I think that was uh that's that's one of my favorite things about the festival is that sense of community and and for a lot of us in the in the theater community here uh who are so busy working and in the arts community and 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 doing stuff all year round, the fringe is a great place to kind of reunite.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it's everybody's together and and it's a very exciting time. Mm.
0: So why do you think uh, the Fringe is so important uh, to our local community?
2: I think it's vital um, for the arts community because it helps artists develop. So, you know, we've got a great city here in Orlando. We bring talent from all over the world because they can work full time in the theme parks. But it gives them an outlet to really express themselves creatively in the way that they want to and helps them to grow as artists it helps them to grow as entrepreneurs so uh, they're producing the shows themselves we're facilitating and giving them a safe place to do it and an easier way to do it and walking them through it in lots of workshops but they're producing themselves and they're learning how to be business people and entrepreneurs with their work and then for the community it brings um, artists from all over the world uh, you know, hundreds of shows, and um, in, in for any budget. So whether you want to just come and see some free shows on the outdoor stage or experience free kids fringe, um, that's great. Uh, but if you have uh, if you have a, a a little bit of a budget, then you can go see you know a handful of shows. They're maximum twelve dollars, um, but it really gives uh, a great accessible. Uh, way for the community to, to, to experience the arts and mm. to learn about the arts and to uh, see other uh, types of art and um, people from all over the world so it's it's a I, I think it's vital we also on a you know economic level the um, uh, two weeks here uh, puts over $2 million into the local economy. So, Thank you.
0: wow, that's it's incredible. A, it's a Thank big you. Big
2: deal for the city. And that's why our city and, and the county are so supportive of what we do. That's
1: wonderful.
0: So, you can go and you can check out all of the shows on OrlandoFringe.org. OrlandoFringe.org. And also, you guys have an app now, right?
2: Uh, we do. We have a phone app. You can uh, get it on your iPhone or Android. Um, uh, and tickets are on sale right now. Oh. Awesome.
0: And, Michael, do you get to see every single show?
2: Uh, no, but, um, <laughs> I try to see, maybe pop in for five minutes of, of a show every once in a while. I have my sneaky, uh, ways of getting, getting in through the back Do you have like a little and schedule
1: and you check off like, oh, okay, I so saw five minutes of that one, saw so the curtain call of that one. <laughs> I
2: kind of get an idea of what they're doing. I actually end up traveling in the summer to try and catch some of the oh. shows that were here that I missed.
1: That's smart. Oh, that is smart. Yeah. Plus yeah. you bring some acts back during seasons. Talk about that
2: we do we have a new uh festival that we started just this year uh in January and it's our winter mini fest and that will be returning in January and it brings some of the uh the the, the, the award winning and um, um, best selling shows from the festival yes you acknowledge
1: uh, back. the uh v- viewers choice and also the ones that sell the most tickets correct that's correct mm-hmm. yeah
0: That's awesome. I know last time you were here with us too, Michael, you talked about the importance of volunteers and how you needed people to come and donate their time and roll up their sleeves and help make it happen. If someone's listening tonight and you want to volunteer, tell us how to do that.
2: Uh, It's very easy. You can email volunteer at OrlandoFringe.org and just say you want to volunteer. You can go on our website and click on Volunteer. Um, It's right on our our front page, Um, and you'll get uh, volunteer newsletters. Sign up for a volunteer training. Come on in. You'll get fringe bucks for uh, just the, for the training, the hours but also for in. doing uh, the hours. And those you can go We'll go toward free shows. Um, and we absolutely need. When's uh, the deadline? Deadline to sign up for volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, the deadline is the end of the festival because <laughs> we will take, right. If you walk up to the volunteer uh, room at the festival on the last day and say. I want to volunteer. We will hand you a shirt you and were, give okay. you a job.
1: All right, but and, but they need to do your training. You said right?
2: <laughs> yeah, the trainings. Um, if you want to do, you know, certain train certain types of roles, uh, box office. Uh, there are certain roles that require uh, specific training for, uh, and our volunteer trainings. Uh, I, they go through um, the the two days before the festival. I think is our last volunteer training. Um. Okay.
1: Michael, unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, we
2: boo. love you. Aww, I love you guys. Thanks Michael,
0: keep up me. the great work, man. Everybody go see uh, Orlando Fringe shows and check out OrlandoFringe.org. Go say hi to Michael, who's the executive producer of the entire Fringe, and tell him that my, uh, Mary and Josh said hello. Here,
1: here, And we'll talk to you again mid when you're about to do some of your mid-season Fringe, and maybe you'll come on over.
2: Sounds great. Have awesome, a
0: Michael. We'll talk to you soon. And listeners, come back and join us on the next segment. We're going to be talking to more friend shows. How exciting. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.
1: Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my astute, sagacious, and erudite (laughs) co-host Joshua Vickery so pleased to have with us guests today that are representing the F- Orlando Fringe Festival, our 26th year.
0: Yeah, Mary, it's been so exciting. We got to talk to Michael in the last yes. segment, Marinaccio, the executive producer uh, of the Fringe Festival. And uh, this is really going to be a banner year for them. 165 different shows and their happening biggest yet over just a couple of weeks. The biggest yet, which mm-hmm. is exciting. So go Orlando, go Fringe Festival. It all takes
1: place in Lake Haven Park, but then there's all these outdoor venues. There's bring your own venue. So if yep. you want to lend your house or rent a room. B-Y-O-V
0: Not to be be, uh, confused with B-Y-O-B
1: Yes, yes. Bring your own pilot. Yeah, you can
0: bring your own beer to the bring your own venue. I guess you venue, could. Right? I guess you could. Who knows? Well, we're going to jump right in mm-hmm. because we are super excited to talk about the talented cast, uh, creative cast of "Thanks Killing the Musical." And today on the show, we have Jeffrey Sadecki, who's one of the performers. Johnny Meyer, who is the producer but also in the show. Rachel Whittington, who's the female swing, so playing a couple of of parts on the show. And Blake Heinrichs, who plays the jock, but he's also a performer in the show. So. <laughs> Welcome, guys. We're Welcome. glad to have you. Thank, Thank you. you. Very cool. So, Johnny, tell us a little bit about Killing" the musical. Well, Thanksgiving the musical is actually based off of the movie Killing,"
3: And if you've ever seen the movie, if you've never seen the movie, it is a B movie at its core. It is a B horror movie. It is considered a horror comedy. And it is both that. It's very horror. It's very comedy. So it is a it's a really, really funny movie. What about the plot line? So we're looking at... Five kids that are in college, and it's Thanksgiving break. So they're on their way home from Thanksgiving break. And on the way, things start to go horribly, horribly wrong in the funniest way you could possibly imagine. And they get chased around by a Thanksgiving killer turkey.
1: <laughs> a Thanksgiving killer turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does someone
0: play a, the turkey in the show? Yes. Why didn't we have the turkey yeah. in the show today?
3: The turkey <laughs> is actually played by uh, Kit Cledo and oh, he yeah, is he's currently he's currently teaching.
0: Ah. He's a great singer though. So this is a musical. Yes. Okay, very cool. And what kind of music are we going to experience?
3: Um you're going
2: to
3: you're going to get a little bit of <laughs> rock and roll. You're going to get a little bit of what I would say is a little more baroque. Oh. Uh, it's it spans all the different music genres and the music is actually extraordinarily catchy. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, very much when we first when I first heard the the music I didn't expect that I was going to be listening to it for a solid year and not be tired of it
0: mm. yeah. so you know there's so many opportunities for French uh, to be able to be in a French show you can audition for so many cool different types of 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 shows so uh, Jeffrey, why did you want to be in thanks killing the musical
4: that's actually a pretty interesting story i I met Johnny and Megan uh, working at Universal Studios about 10, a little over 10 years and ago. And Megan
0: is Megan Marsh, right? She's the director. Yes. Okay, very cool.
4: And uh, she cast the show actually probably about a year ago, a little less than that. And uh, she, this, earlier this year, was looking to cast a swing and posted on social media that she was looking for someone. So I sent her some videos and I uh, thought it would be really fun to work with the people that I saw that she was working with. And she cast me in the show.
0: Cool, and you're the male swing. Mm -hmm. So how many different roles do you play in this show?
4: I'm covering for four different performers, uh, one of which being Johnny, who is random guy, which he plays about eight different people or so. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then I'm covering for Johnny the jock, Billy the hick, and Darren the nerd.
0: So everybody has a name and a character attached to it. Like, so you're not, you you know that they're, who they are just by their title. So we, oh, I yes. think we, I think we have Johnny the Jock on here today, right? Is that uh,
5: right? Well, hey there, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> is
0: Johnny the Jock country? What was is that?
5: I mean, no, no, he's not. That, that would be Billy. But um, my name's Blake. Yes, I am playing the Jock. Um, Fun, uh, fun, fun show. I can't wait for it to go out.
0: Yeah, so tell us a little a bit more about the show. So either you have this whole thing that's going on with this weekend, and the, there's a Thanksgiving mm. turkey that's after everybody. And uh, is there some deeper meanings to this show?
5: I would not say there's much deeper meanings. It's a pretty surface-level kind of show. Yeah, that's you your, you see what you get.
0: B-roll musical. Yeah. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. But,
6: you know, we do... Uh, Come through with some exciting things by the end of it, I would say, without giving too much away. True. Yeah, and yeah. that's Rachel. So, Rachel, what?
0: How many? Sh- uh, you play two roles in this, right? Yes,
6: I'm covering two roles: um, Allie the slut and Kristen the virgin. So very different, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also wow. very, very fun. Uh, She's a versatile actress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely different research methods, right? If oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And so, why did you want to produce a show for Fringe, Johnny? What's the What's the draw to that? Well. I've been going to Fringe as, uh,
3: as just a patron for several years, and last year, you know, I really decided to dive deep into the Fringe culture. I spent a lot of time on the lawn, as mm-hmm. you know, most people do at the at the beer tent and the uh, Stonewall Bar. Um, and when I was done seeing all of the different shows last year, and I saw about twenty seven different shows last year, when I saw the shows, I left inspired to want to be a part of that community. And at that time, I started looking for a show that I could enter into the lottery. And it just so happened that I found the show that I thought would be perfect for Fringe, you know, based on my experience with Fringe and what I thought would be really funny uh, for people that were coming. And from that, you know, we entered the lottery and got very lucky and were, we're selected. We're beyond thrilled to be selected because, again, this is my first time.
0: What's that moment like when you find out when your name is drawn to the lottery? What, what? What are you feeling in that moment?
3: (laughs) Uh, if you could have measured my heart rate or seen my face, it was probably very red. My heart was about to jump out of my chest. Were you there in person? I was there in person, and we were the very last group to be selected for a guaranteed spot. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You convince
0: convinced yourself that you were done,
3: right? I, like, I had prepared for not getting it, and I was working through my BYOV options yeah. already, and then they pulled the name, and I, it was an explosion of noise that I didn't intend to escape my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it did um, And I'm actually the uh, there is actually another producer who couldn't be here with us today but uh, his name's Eddie Gomez. so we're actually co-producing this together cool um, and you know he's been instrumental in making sure that all of the finances are in order because I can be very creative but he's very numbers
0: driven And that's that's very important that's so much a part of it. So the guaranteed venue that you got was the silver venue. The edith bush theater and you guys open on thursday may 18th at eight forty-five pm that's your opening show but you also have some cool late night shows like at 10 45 10 30. so if you're a late night person that's a really great way to catch it mary that's probably when we'll be able to catch it when we're out there uh mm-hmm. you know it, l- those late, late night late shows are fun that, yeah because yeah, it's after work and especially all that. especially for good. one like this yeah, yeah very cool so rachel um what why did you choose this this show
6: Well, uh, I was brought in a little bit later, like Jeffrey, um, since the show was pretty much cast uh, before I even heard about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Megan and I actually did, um, we did a show together uh, over winter this past year, and she was telling me all about it. She was really excited about it, and it sounded really interesting. And so when I heard that she was looking for a swing part, um, I jumped at the chance, you know, to be able to do something so different
0: that's cool well i know that kit is in it he's a great singer and you're Mm -hmm. a great singer rachel and megan's a great singer and i Mm -hmm. haven't heard you guys but i'm sure you're great so everyone's great (laughs) lots of incredible talent in the show i
1: happen to know the other sadeki actor who has an amazing voice it turns out that uh, your brother is one of my best friends we performed for years at comedy warehouse who's your brother laden sadeki
4: oh and i grew up going to see them the so are you like but in awe so right now of Mary Thompson then. Hunt? I lo- I've been seeing Mary around at Disney for years and we, yeah, it's, I love her. She's wonderful. Aww,
1: you're so sweet. <laughs> but I just remember you as like, so young. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's pretty fantastic. That's so so you guys licensed the show, right? It's not an original work that you did. Right. And, um, and why did you, why did you pick this one? Like, there's so many shows that you probably could have gone out and licensed for Fringe. Why this one? This particular one,
3: it happened completely by accident. And again, I, I found the show when I was at Fringe yeah. last year. My friend Ryan Francis was in the movie as the original nerd. We went to college together. So we're Facebook friends and different things like that. So I saw on his Facebook that he was he had been doing Thanksgiving. And he makes a lot of appearances for the movie. And then I saw that he was staging the show in Columbus, Ohio. And I just sent him a Facebook Post and I said, "Hey, tell me a little bit of more. Tell me a little bit more about Thanks Killing because maybe I'd like to try and get it in Orlando." And uh, David Eck, the creator of the show, actually messaged me directly, and the rest was all history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of happened. He sent me the music, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, this is this could be only a fringe show." <laughs> um, and then I saw the script, and I said, "Oh yes, absolutely fringe. This is going to kill." That's no, awesome. no pun
0: no no, kill, no, no uh, that was pretty good <laughs> so blake are we gonna laugh are we gonna cry are we gonna are we gonna you know what are we gonna feel as an audience member when we come see things killing the musical
5: i would definitely say you are going to laugh cool you're gonna roll out of your seat you're gonna be laughing so hard so um, it's a comedy it is definitely a comedy this has got uh from it's slightly vulgar jokes to you know Very just a little bit of slapstick <laughs> in there um it's it covers a little bit at all the comedy genres. It's awesome.
0: Very cool. And,
1: and Rachel, for you, what's your favorite part about doing this project?
6: Oh, my goodness. Um, it's been so great to work with so many excellent uh, professionals uh, in this show um, and learning from them and uh, doing so many different things as well with it. It's unlike anything else I've ever done before.
0: Also, awesome. and you guys are on social media, right? So Correct. direct us to where we can go to find more about the show on social media.
3: So on Facebook, you can find us at Thanks Killing the Musical Orlando Fringe.
1: I just found that.
3: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> you just found that? <laughs> I did oh. on,
1: on my phone here. Well, it works, listeners. <laughs> so there you go. So good. I'm, I'm glad our, our link is live. Thank goodness.
3: Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at singing turkey. But turkey is spelled T-U-R-K-I-E because our turkey's actual name is turkey, T-U-R-K-I-E. Oh.
0: Aww, Aww. I love that. Very cool. And you're at the Silver Venue in the Edith Bush Theater. Again, you open Thursday, May 18th at 845. You also have a show on Saturday the 20th, Monday the 22nd, Thursday the 25th, and Sunday the 28th. And you can get tickets on the Orlando Fringe Festival website. And Jeffrey he wants to say.
4: Yes, we feel like you should know uh, about our show, that uh, it is very campy, as we said, very funny. And part of that, uh, it has a built-in drinking game. Oh. In it, uh, so, so not necessarily a kids show. No, no probably no. not. Oh, not no, recommended for children. <laughs> but um, it's for the we're talking about the late night venue and the everything like that. So definitely be prepared to drink along with the show. Oh, so okay.
0: a built-in drinking game means mm-hmm. like it's an interactive drinking interactive game. Interactive song. Bring your own drink.
1: Yes. Okay. Oh, so yes.
3: you guys it,
4: don't provide it as part of the ticket price. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs>
3: no. <And>, uh, <laughs> but it, it's called the horror cliche drinking game okay so every time we encounter a horror cliche everybody that has their beverage can take a shot what are some That's of the gonna horror
0: make it fun yeah what are some of the horror movies you guys are making fun of like
5: making fun of yeah, um, I mean not really cliche I wouldn't or, say movies is specifically but general cliches where like you know the virgin's the only one who survives right. or you know um, sound
1: cues like da da, da.
5: exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert. and you see all of <laughs>
0: <laughs> those moments that you're like if i only was in that situation i would totally get out of it why are right. they doing yes. that right mm-hmm. that's awesome well go ahead johnny well i i wanted to
3: say you know i would be remiss if i didn't mention there are so many people that are working so hard on the show mm-hmm. um you know we mentioned megan marsh who's you know and, you know, busting her butt to make sure that this show goes off without a hitch. And we also have Michelle Alanya who's doing our choreography, and she's fantastic. So good. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Mike Marin who's doing our fight choreography. So there's some fight scenes so in there. Oh wow! Um, addition, you know, our our cast virgin is Ali Martinez. Mm. Uh, if you know her, our, yeah. our our Ali the Slut is Kayla Alvarez. Obviously, we have Johnny the Jock here being Blake. Uh, Billy the Hick is Freddie Ruiz. So he's definitely been typecast
0: uh, <laughs> those are all amazing
3: singers yes. i've
0: worked with all wow. of them before they're all fantastic I come.
3: we also have darren the nerd who is actually played by uh, matt rothenberg and if you've never heard him sing before you are oh, in God. for a treat come listen wow, to that fantastic. that is awesome
0: i
1: hate to say it but we are getting one I minute know. and we went later other segments
0: <laughs> thanks killing the musical so many talented people I come. and uh, thank you guys for joining us rachel and blake and Jeffrey and Johnny uh, we're wishing you guys the very best and uh, break legs I know it's going to be a fantastic show and Mary we got to go see How, yes, we're going to I don't figure know. it out we'll
1: have a lottery we have to
0: clone ourselves <laughs> that week so that we can go shows
1: that we said we're coming alright <laughs> <laughs> um, right, give uh, my love to your brother
0: I will awesome go check it out thanks Killing the Musical at the Silver Venue and get your tickets on Orlando Friends Festival listeners hope you're having a great Sunday night so far and we have another great segment coming up to you uh, so join us from the heart Magic 107 7.7 FM.
1: Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my exquisitely talented co-host Joshua Vickery. And today we're talking all things fringe. Very excited to bring to you uh, some key players in the man from earth. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. But this is this has all been great uh, being able to talk to all these different Mm -hmm. performers and producers and directors with The Fringe Show. And then we get to talk to Michael Berenaccio earlier, the executive producer. And now we have uh, two of the performers, but also the producer and the director, director. which that's very cool, uh, of The Man from the Earth, which is one of the uh, shows that's happening at the Fringe Festival. We have Chuck Dent, who is a performer and a director, and David Strauss, who is the producer and a performer. So welcome, guys. Glad to be here. We're so glad that you're here. So Chuck, tell us a little bit about the show. The Man from Earth. Mm. Yep.
7: Uh, in a nutshell, uh, basically, what do you think it would be like if one of your oldest, dearest friends suddenly said, hey, I'm essentially immortal? How would you react to that? And so the, the show basically explores that. And that, that person is John Oldman, which is David Strauss's character. And so his friends are all like college professors and archaeologists, anthropologists. And, you know, they're not sure, like, is this for real? Is he messing with us or whatever? and as things go on and more secrets are revealed they they can't they can't shake a story mm. so things start getting serious when people start getting upset about the fact that what if he maybe he's not lying
4: mm. do we learn
1: how long he has lived what he's lived 14,000 years 14,000 14, years 14,000
7: years 140 centuries
1: has he met some famous people we've we know of like jesus or <laughs> King Henry? <laughs> no spoilers. Maybe. No spoilers. <laughs> um, no, there, there,
8: there's definitely uh, an element to that, that he's uh, along the way in this long lifespan. He's he's uh, met and been friends with uh, a lot of different people that, that we know through the years. Uh, uh, Van Gogh, the Buddha. Uh, as for Jesus, well, that's actually an interesting plot point that you'll have to come see the show and, yes. and find out
0: about. That's awesome. And so we're trying to figure out as audience members, is this truth? is it a hoax? Uh, Is this guy insane? Like, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. are we going to probably think along the way different, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to figure it out along the way? Well, he
8: has a, uh, you know, he, because he's a college professor, his, uh, his friends are almost all also college professors in different, uh, different uh, uh, studies. And so you have a biologist an anthropologist an archaeologist, and each one of them is experts in different Uh, different fields and they're all trying at beginning they first think oh okay this is a fun little game we're playing but as he continues to speak continues to tell them things that confirm his story Mm. uh, we have different characters who are possibly upset by it Uh, some are intellectually curious Uh, whether they believe him or not uh, may change as as the show goes on depending upon what he said and what he reveals to them
0: Wow and how long is this show
8: it's about uh, 80, 85 minutes or so. Yeah. Mary, we're best? gonna we're have to fig- really have to
0: go to see how they fit all of that into eighty minutes. That's I know. amazing.
7: Well there, there's obviously there's no intermission since it's a friend show, sure. so that sure. so you're able to plow through that and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh it does the great thing about it is it does keep you really engaged because yeah, you know, like it's it. kind of like one of those um I forget the exact phrase or anything, but it's a box inside a box inside a box sure. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And is. As you get to one layer, then you discover another, another and it makes you curious as to you know where this one might go.
0: Yeah, and, and this is in a very cool venue. Tell us about that.
7: Yep, uh, we're actually doing it in a house uh, at thirteen fourteen Chichester Street, which is the incredible Al Pergandi's house. Al, if you're out there, hi. Um, I Al. Thank you, Al. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're doing a we're doing the show in in the house there because the the show takes place uh, essentially in a house in a cabin where he's uh John is is basically packing up to leave his current life basically. And um so we're 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 actually making this kind of a um I don't want to say totally immersive, you know, I don't want to say like sleep no more or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I mean the, you know, the you'll be surrounded by uh the sights and sounds of the show while it's going on. You'll be in the, you know, in the room where it's happening and everything. You'll have ambient sound. Uh stuff will be getting moved around while we're while you're there and everything I, I think it only seats like what 20 is that what we're gonna I have
8: th- we're selling 20 tickets to each show mm-hmm. um, so you'll be sitting there in the living room while the conversation goes around uh, around the room around you uh, as a uh, as a patron you'll get to kind of be immersed in in this experience I saw a show in that venue last
1: year and liked it very much. In fact, it was called the Living Room Theater, done in their living room.
8: Yeah, that's what we're calling it this year. Just we figured people would be familiar with it.
1: Right. And uh, people stood. There were chairs. There was a couch. I remember we got there a little earlier, so we had two seats on the couch. But uh, what a generous thing of them to lend their home for this. Um, Oh, yes. Is there, if it's not breaking the plot line, uh, is there a reason why he's prompted to now disclose this, or does he do that normally with chosen people?
8: Actually, it is it is part of the storyline is that he normally does not share this information. But uh, the gathering of his friends, this one specific time, he uh, makes a decision to try to share it to see exactly what might happen if he tells them this story. So it is something that he does not usually do. Yeah,
7: mm. my guess for it is because this is uh, probably the most advanced group of people he's ever been around in his long, long life. I'm saying as a group, no, maybe not as individuals. And so maybe he figures maybe they can handle it, mm. you know? And so he kind of discovers that maybe some of them can't.
0: Mm. Now, did you guys write
7: the script? No.
8: Now, the, uh, the script actually goes back. Um, it was written by a man named Jerome Bixby, who was a writer uh, back in the 60s. He was a... Fairly well-known science fiction writer. He wrote for the original Star Trek and Twilight oh, wow. Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, even people who don't know Star Trek know the Mirror Universe episode where Spock has the beard and yes. he's evil. Well, that's actually one of his scripts. Wow. Uh, and he wrote for the original Twilight Zone, the, the one where Billy Mummy sends people to the cornfield. He it was a very prolific writer in the 60s and 70s. And when he passed away uh, a few years ago, his son actually found this script uh, among all of his papers and decided to, uh, to produce it as a low-budget film. And I saw it on Netflix, I don't know, a few years ago, late one night. And I went, wow, that would actually make a great stage play because it pretty much all takes place in one location in real time. And I discovered that there was a stage version of it uh, that was available for licensing. Uh, We did it seven years ago. Right oh, that's very cool! <laughs> oh, the Man yeah.
7: from Earth by the adaptations by Richard Schinkman. Wow, cool. he
1: just had that in his pocket. Yeah,
8: it's awesome. script he, it's right there. <laughs> it's also called an actor who's trying to learn his lines. <laughs> yes,
7: <laughs> I've been living with this thing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, good oh, that's for you. Because you
0: had to step in, right? Yes, and I've to had to step in. A role?
7: Well, as any, as any of our fringe uh, audience knows, uh, especially if you've been in uh, been in the game, as I like to call it, uh, a lot of times. Uh, you know, you're scrambling to find actors and stuff. And, and you know, life intruded. And unfortunately, we had an actor who had to step down. And they've said, hey, you know, um, I've been thinking about who we could replace that person with. And I'm like, oh, good. Who? Because I'm out of ideas. He's like, you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. There fine. you are. And now you have a and, script. It's very and,
1: exciting. What do you make of that, especially with a play like this that you're stepping into that role?
7: Well, f- well, the fortunate thing is, is uh, I've directed it before. We did it about seven years ago with a small company here in town called Renegade Theater Company. And uh, so I'd had the experience of directing it before, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the things that's cool about it for me is I like challenges, and uh, as a director, I find it very challenging to try to direct what eight, nine other people besides myself while I'm on stage, and trying to and trying to figure out spacing and you know what looks good and uh, as a picture from the audience and everything while I'm up there in the picture. Mm. So uh, that's, that's, that's kind of been the good challenge with it. But uh, it's interesting. I, I've, 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 I'm coming to enjoy it as I learn more and more of my lines.
4: <laughs>
7: uh, but it's been, it's been pretty cool. It's How been much more cool. time
1: do you have before you open?
7: Uh, we open May 18th, so about three weeks. About three weeks, oh, three you, week, you three weeks from today. You oh, got I got this. it. Yeah. I got, got it. it. It's, it's an interesting I'll keep saying that until May 17th. <laughs> there you go, yeah. It's an
8: interesting challenge as well for him as a director because uh, the show takes place in real time. I mean it's an 80 85 minute show that takes place over 80 or 85 minutes as wow. as these people come to this house and and have this conversation there's no scene changes there's no you know blackouts uh, so as an actor it's pretty much all of us are on stage the entire time during this conversation so as a, as a director he of course has to make sure that that it feels natural it feels like you're sitting in the middle of this conversation especially because we know that there's going to be seats yeah. all around us.
7: yeah i don't i think i'd leave maybe for the one little bit where you and Sandy are talking and that's it and it's, <laughs> a, it's a, like a minute I, and the rest of the time I'm on stage and that's that's also an, another cool little challenge because um one of the big challenges for a lot of actors and this is going to surprise a lot of people is is acting without speaking cuz we're you know we're used to having lines and you mm-hmm. know here's mine and here's my cue and here's what I'm feeling at this moment and then you have these long stretches where some of these characters are simply listening mm-hmm. but they have to be engaged at the entire time and and I've seen it time and time again for a lot of actors. That's a challenge, and I I, I think it's really interesting to see how people handle that. And uh, I've seen some shows at the fringe that have done wonderful jobs with that. Uh, did you see Autobahn a couple of years ago? I haven't. No. That was probably one of the best things I've I've ever seen, like in any venue. But uh, it was it was so amazing to me to watch that because most of those are pretty long monologues. Where one person is driving and the other person is sitting and one of them is talking one of them is not. One of them is having to react or listen mm-hmm. to everything but still be engaged in the scene the entire time. There's only two people. Mm-hmm. And so I use that as a, as a learning uh, tool for when I have to approach plays like this where you have long stretches where people are simply required to listen and react and still be in the moment. Mary,
0: you probably uh, experienced that so much in improv, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the same it's, same kind of world? I
1: think it's the most important thing that you can learn as an improviser.
0: Yeah, is to be able to react and listen and be present and really listen. And, well, and when you're in a living room, you can't really they, you can't, can't hide. Much. You <laughs> That's can what I was hide. Say. And, and
7: they're right there. I mean, I think the 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 farthest we get away from them, at least on a, a as far as deep. I mean, lengthwise, because it's it's longer than it is wide. It's yes. also been a challenge. Uh, I think uh, the deepest it gets is maybe 10 feet away from yeah. the, the back row. Not Not so we're lot. right there.
1: I, you've directed this before. What difference do you think playing it in a living room as opposed to a fourth wall in a stage? What What difference do you foresee that having for the uh, audience or the actors?
7: Mm, oh, wow. There's so many differences. Uh, I mean, why
1: did you even choose to do it that way?
7: Basically, that was his choice. But I mean, <laughs> um, he's the producer. I just so I go. Th- I just tell people move there. We were not
8: lucky in the lottery, and I had to look for options. There yes. you go. That's, oh,
7: that's yeah, yeah. But actually, you know, the more we thought about it, once once we got through, uh, you know, lottery, and we we weren't selected for that, is is we said, okay, well, there's there's different options. You can BYOV at different locations, and we said, you know, we saw this, we heard about this thing last year at Al's called Living Room Theater, and said. Thing takes place in a house. Why don't we look at that? And awesome. voila, we talked to we talked to Al, and he thought it was a cool idea. And we said, sure, let's let's give it a shot. That's oh, awesome. Thank and you, you,
0: Al. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
7: <laughs> you. So you guys open on Thursday,
0: May eighteenth. Your first show is at eight o'clock. Uh, but what's great is you have eight performances, and you have some like afternoon, like two or three o'clock performances, yeah. mm-hmm. and you also have some night performances, which is great. Tell us how we can get tickets.
8: Uh, Orlando Fringe website. Uh, we're listed among all the other 150 shows. Mm-hmm. Great, um, and we only have 20 tickets per show. So exactly. certainly, we're going to try to tell people if you want to come see us, uh, book your tickets ahead of time. Yeah, uh, because we won't have a box office at the venue.
0: So only 160 people will get to see this show. Mm-hmm. That's the lucky really, few. The lucky few. Are about think.
8: half of who's going to see Wansey once. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but that's really we know makes it special makes <laughs> 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 I mean,
0: remember you saw a show yes. at the local Comfort Inn in a yes, bathroom, in the right? In a bathtub. And how yeah. many people got to? see that show
1: well i think beth said she thought 20 but i don't think so some people was you know one person sat on the toilet but we were all standing (laughs) and sitting around but it was just a little bathroom so like 10 12 maybe and that's
8: that's a sentence you normally only hear about fringe one person sat on the (laughs) toilet yeah well because she was in the bubble bath and there was a show a couple of years ago that took two two people per show Wow! It was,
7: oh, was in the it, car. It was, yeah, in the car.
1: Yeah, I have a friend that went
7: on that. Oh, yeah, the ride around. Was yeah. The ride along? The ride along. That's what it was. Oh my goodness, it's so cool. Well,
0: what a creative and fun risk you guys have taken by doing this really in, cool. a, in a living room and to really immerse your audience. Uh, so, what are some parting thoughts you want to leave with us, Chuck?
7: Uh, well, first, see the show, <laughs> and second, see the show, and third, uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you like uh, if you like well all of fringe is out of the ordinary, let's face it. But I mean, it's, this is a little unusual in the way that we're, you is know. Is existential? We, nah, I'm not, nah, I don't know. I guess in a way you could say that. I mean, you can take a lot of things out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can take a lot, you know, there, there, you know, there's a lot of philosophy with it, which sounds like, oh no, philosophy. But no, I mean, it's, the way that it that it's handled is done very well, so you can get a lot from this, and it it, it is a it is a script that makes you think. I love it. You know, I mean, you could you could look at you know the whole age is a man thing. You know, what does it mean? You know, what could it possibly mean if somebody is truly immortal? I mean, is it possible? That sort of thing. You know, you get a you can get a lot from this, but it's it's very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable script.
1: Well, I we love hope that. to be there in that living room. Yes, Absolutely.
7: we hope to see you too.
0: There. Yeah, well, David and Chuck, thank you both for coming on and thank break you. a leg in the show. What, how fun! And we we need to figure out how to get to all these shows, Mary. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm scared. <Clone laughs> go see The Man from Earth opening on May 18th uh, at eight o'clock. And remember, only 20 tickets, so get I'm your tickets early and uh, go out and support the Orlando Fringe Festival, Mary. This has been so fun, a blast meeting so all glad these we're wonderful performers. Fringe. So uh, we're going to do it again next week. So come back and hear us again on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Have a great week. Bye.